Oh my God, Zach Burks, that was a great one with Mintable. What an what an amazing uh, episode that one was. We hope you guys enjoyed that. And, you know, we got another great episode coming up, another great guest. This marathon has been a blast. We hope you guys are loving it. We're loving it. That Midsummer Nights Marathon for the Crypto Campfire NFTs, kicking back, sipping some cocktails, watching the flames. Well, the uh, blue and green and pink multicolored flames have cooled at the campfire and we're just tossing another log on it. Got the flames coming back up. We don't have any more of those fancy blue acorns, but uh, we do have a little bit of crypto twerps action to get that fire sparking. So this upcoming episode, we've got Matt McGivern. Throw another log on the fire, Professor. All right, let's spin up some crypto twerps. Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we're going to be talking with Matt McGivern, the founder of Crypto Twerps. Mitch, it feels like ages since we've done a podcast. It has been ages since we've released one. Uh-huh. Um, it's been ages since we recorded the one we're about to release, you know, multiple <laughs> right? ages, but it, it feels good to be getting back into it. It's been a, a long month, I think for kind of everybody, but you know, you and I, especially too. So it's been, it's been nice to kind of come back out of our like personal life things and get back together and kind of rejoin the podcast thing and then have, uh, yeah. put all the, the, the home bullshit aside and get back into the get get our head out of the funk and back mm-hmm. into the game yeah i'm, I'm oh, stoked yeah. to be back i mean it's been it's like i was i got sucked like a hundred percent right down the nft rabbit hole and then all of a sudden like brick wall after brick wall and then i'll you know disappear off twitter for a month and but right here we go back hey the- you know what we all we all need to step away now and then oh yeah um it's uh, it's not how you know that we stepped away but it's how we come back so that's that's going to be the big there kick go. there you there know you and after westwood 2020 um, the Halloween edition Number two. going there for a weekend, you know, seeing my, my fam there, that was pretty amazing. Got me stoked back up again and, you know, watching the market pump because of all that energy, all that positivity, that was really cool too. And, and Bitcoin's still moving up. So, you know, it could, it could be a nice little couple of weeks here. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I need to pay attention to the markets again. I haven't really paid attention for a while. Been looking at Ethereum just because I've been using it and paying gas fees. Although those haven't been too bad as of late. Um, <clears throat> watching my Rari go down continuously, <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> right, but, uh, right. You know, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. I forget how exciting it is to watch the markets when they're turning green. You get that. You know, it's been so long since we've really seen a whole lot of real, real market. And, yes. You know, the past yes. few months have been the exception, of course, finally, but. Uh, it's getting a little bit exciting again. And it kind of feels like that thing that we've always dreamed about might not be too far away, but uh, you know, here we are episode 140, 150 some ish odd things. And who gives a fuck what Bitcoin is? We're just having a good time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of NFTs, uh, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Let's get Matt in here and get this show on the road. This is going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about a a project called crypto twerps. They're doing uh, more or less trading card, uh, NFTs on the blockchain plus some. So, uh, Matt, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being on. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on. This is going to be a fun 
fun episode for sure. I think there's a lot of rabbit holes we're going to find ourselves down between NFTs and Ethereum and uh, potentially Wax. I'm looking forward to learning about Wax a little bit. So, um, but first off, let's start with kind of a, a more important question. If you have to replace your left ankle with any household object and your right ankle with any automotive object, which objects do you choose? A left ankle with a household object and a right ankle with an automotive object? Yes, what sir. kind of questions are these? This is the most important <laughs> question see. you'll answer in your life, my friend. Left <laughs> ankle. Let's see. Uh, maybe some sunscreen because I always need sunscreen living here in Hawaii. Hey, there you go. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to get cancer. That's a bad So thing. wait, wait. Let me get that straight. You're going to replace your ankle bone with a bottle of sunscreen. Well, I, I need to replace it with something <laughs> that I'm going to use every day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you retain the structural properties of your original ankle, but with the dispensing function of a lotion bottle? Or do you have like a right, wobbly right. lotion bottle ankle too? <laughs> the first one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. But the right, let's see, the automotive, wow, that's a, that's a really great question. Let's see. Hmm. Shock absorber. Shock absorber. Yeah, that's, well, that's the most <laughs> obvious thing, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, I love to play hoops, so I really do. I, how about like a spring or something like that? You know, I there can you go. Out there you go. Spring assist. Yeah. I like yeah. Really intense hydraulic. Yeah. yeah. And you can like launch yeah. yourself quite a ways. Go, go, gadget, ankle. I In that <laughs> case, you might, if you got too overzealous with that, you might have to choose like a parachute or something for your left ankle. <laughs> Instead of the lotion bottle, depending on how, uh, how exuberant you get with your springing motion. But I, I'm uh, so engrossed in the project that I'm doing that when you said parachute, the first thing that came to my mind is one of the promotional cards that we've released recently that absolutely went berserk. That's awesome. Let's talk about that a little bit. I'm kind of looking forward to getting into your background. Let's, let's hit that first. How did you get into crypto in the first place? And then how did you actually find your way into creating crypto twerps? Definitely. I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, <clears throat> it's been a long road, but uh, I was once upon a life, I was involved in network marketing, internet marketing, and uh, affiliate marketing. And um, I, I kind of wanted to shift over to something else. You know, we were, we were doing this, uh, I had a business going with actually a very wonderful lady that's working with uh, with me right now in this project. Uh, and um, basically what happened was, you know, you kind of you kind of start feeling that scamminess a little bit when you're in affiliate marketing. I don't know if you guys have had any experience with that, but you start getting down this road where you feel like the only way to make money is to sell diet pills and, and stuff like that. And then and then you just it kind of turns you off, right? You came in with best intentions and you're looking for something else. And so Looking for opportunities online, Bitcoin was front and center, and this was actually early 2016. So I, I originally got into the mining idea and quickly realized I don't have a prayer and chance of making any real money with the mining, but was interested in some of the other things that were going on with some of the, uh, the new cryptos that had popped up, right? And Ethereum was one of them. And really this idea that all things blockchain related could be put onto this general purpose, uh, Turing complete, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah system, right? This wonderful base layer that all these things could be added to really captured my mind and my attention. And, and basically I fell down the rabbit hole as the saying goes and spent 16 hour days risking, uh, you know, relationships that I had <laughs> to learn about all this stuff, you know. Thankfully, the relationships are okay, but I, I gained a bunch of new knowledge. And in doing so, 
kind of got involved as an investor and then uh, got turned on to the Dow. I'm sure some of the listeners are familiar with the Dow way back in, in 2016. And then how that whole thing imploded. I was a, uh, a moderator for their, their official Slack, kind of got, got in that way. You know, one of the things that, it, that have always, that's always been important uh, when you're moving into a new space is to pro- provide as much value as you can and don't really ask for any reward, right? That works really, really well. Uh, especially in this space, you just help out, help as many people as you can. And next thing you know, people are, are offering you jobs. So that, that kind of happened for me going into, into late 2016. I uh, had a job offer with a really wonderful uh, company called Singular DTV, um, doing rights management and um, you know, video distribution on the blockchain. And they were one of the very first ICOs that launched. Uh, right after Augur, right around, um, uh, let's see, what was the name of that token? I wanna say blood, blood something, but I can't think of it right now. Um, but one of the very first ICOs on Ethereum. Worked, I worked with them for a couple of years and then decided to, to do some traveling, traveled around the world, had a really good time doing that. And But one of the things that really stuck in the back of my mind was this idea of the NFTs, right? Because NFTs at that point, right around, maybe 2018 or so, you know, they were starting to get some lift. But what I really was interested in is this idea that, that of, of being able to open cards and packs, right? And have the packs programmed with uh, uh, various odds of receiving certain cards. And I didn't really see a whole lot of that happening. And I thought the moment that I start seeing this start to take off, that's when I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own uh, trading card series. So that was, that was the idea. And I neglected to say that back when I was nine, I had I actually had created my own trading cards based off of uh, Garbage Pail Kids. It was, I, I was I'm a huge Garbage Pail Kids fan. And I guess maybe things come full circle, right? And 30 years later, this thing that you wanted to do still sticks with you. And when you see the opportunity, you got to jump in and do it. So what you're and saying that, is you're an 80s baby with the Garbage Pail Kids then, right? I, I am. I am I'm, I'm, I'm hopeless when it comes to Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> and, and, and so it was a really great, the way that it all kind of came together was really cool because in October of last year, I was doing some, I was cleaning out some stuff. And I found my old cards, my old Garbage Pail Kids, and, and the old cards that I made when I was nine. And it sparked something special in me. And by that time, if you guys have been paying attention, I had already been involved in Ethereum. So I thought the connection between these, this is where, this is my time to shine. This is where I want to do something. You know, I can finally take action and do, build some kind of a, an application. And, uh, but, but then what happened was, you know, there still wasn't that infrastructure on Ethereum for being able to uh, program packs and stuff. I think we saw... Uh, a couple of projects that came out that had packs. I'm trying to God, I'm trying to think of the name of it now. I'm sure there are people in the audience that are screaming right now. Was it to where you could buy a pack of NFTs? Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. I, we I talked about that, I think, on the last episode that we recorded. Yeah. It, it, why? It's just not coming to my name uh, coming up right now. But uh, the thing was, they had their own thing going, and, there, and that, wasn't, that wasn't public, right? None of that code was, was public. And so I, but I, I was still kind of keeping my ear to the ground. Hey, maybe if, if some solutions pop up, I can use that and I can do something on Ethereum. Well, well what happened was uh, I started having cards created. 
And I wanted to do this just so that I got ahead of the game so that when this infrastructure was available, I could use it, right? So this was January. And then in February of all things, right? Guess what happens? I see an announcement that Garbage Pail Kids is gonna do is gonna go on the blockchain. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, I was beside myself, and I instantly knew the the moment I saw that 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 was gonna be big, right. and it did. It ended up being really huge. I mean, they sold they sold out in like 24, 25 hours all a series one, you know, and um, and it was a, a crazy experience because someone like me who's um, buying the, the actual physical cards to go digital and just have all the, the blockchain goodness wrapped up in there was, was extra special. And so I, I used that sort of as a stepping stone. And I, I thought, well, if this does really well, then I can, I can start talking to these guys that are in the groups with me, you know, that I'm doing trading with, and maybe we can make something special happen. And we did exactly that. That's so, so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with Garbage Pail Kids, but there, you know, there's some fun there, right? They're maybe when in the 80s, the parents thought they were toxic. You know, you got these guys picking their nose and, <laughs> right. and stuff. Yeah, that was a big thing my in little, the 80s. That was, my little brothers yeah. were really big into Garbage Pail Kids as they grew up because, I mean, it carried into the 90s, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I was in high school at that time in the 80s, so I kind of... I knew what they were, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into kind of like that in the Pokemon sure. stuff. It just was a little bit too behind where I was at, uh -huh. but I did like seeing them. They were really cool. The artwork was really neat. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that impression of that sticks with you forever. Right. Oh, so, for sure. So, so 30 years later, you know, it's just really cool how all these things kind of come together where, where, I probably never would have had a prayer in, uh, in, in hell of, of doing physical trading cards with the distribution and, and all the connections you have to have. But here, we're, now we're doing uh, you know, digital cards that are, that are provably scarce, right? So now, all of a sudden, this business model becomes doable for me anyway. Right, exactly. And I mean, I, you know, like you said, the, the artwork really sticks with you through time. You don't forget right. some images, right? And I remember yeah. the uniqueness of them at the time and it was really cool. But now let me ask you this. Do you, yeah. do they have the same kind of intrinsic value and, and collector's value as say Pokemon cards and stuff like that? Well, um, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, they, they did really well on this, on the initial sale and it's just, do people want these, right? Are right. people going to collect these or are they just, so that you bring up a good point, right? Part of the reason why I've done this project is because I wanted to do art that really inspired and excited me. And I didn't, other than the Garbage Pail Kids, I didn't see a whole lot of that. And so I figured if I could connect with other potential collectors who really get into the art and they're collecting it and they're holding on to it as opposed to just a giant pump and dump, then maybe we got something special, right? Um, I want people to hold on to these for a long time. I don't want it to just be a speculative uh, thing, right? So um, if we can do that, and, I, and I'm happy to say that we've got some really astounding artists on board. We were very, very lucky to pull uh, some really great uh, NFT, some known artists, artists who uh, at least a couple of them, they sell out in, in seconds. You know, they have that kind of art that just really grabs you, right? And so... 
that's that's really where I wanted to go, right? Is is something really exciting that other people would also uh, really really gravitate towards, and not just something that this is a vehicle for a pump and dump, right? Right, so, exactly, and it, it, it's always challenging to, especially in this space, because it, it, it's almost like greed. Yeah. For money overrides passion. And right. it, it really should be the other way around. Passion yeah. for whatever it is that you, you enjoy should, should take precedence over money, I think. And uh, people, uh, you know, because the space is still so young and there's still so many people in this space that have been in this space for a time that are still young individuals, right? They're still in their mid to late 20s. Um, you know, so there's still a lot of growth happening on, on, their, on their end of it especially as far as like say maturity. So automatically, you know, someone in that stature or that, that age group is going to be more about not, and not all, all of the case this way, but mostly they're going to be more in tune with making money. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's the ones that separate the financial gain from the passion and actually yeah. drive with their passion and not with the money. Those are the ones I think that excel and, and don't disappear. Those are in it for the long run. Absolutely. In fact, this is the first uh, business of this type of scale that I've been involved in. We had a total of 26 contributors, 18 artists, uh, you, know, my, you know, 18 artists included in that group. And, um, you know, one, I, one thing that I think about every day is what if I wasn't in this uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't passionately passionate about what I'm doing. There is no way I could pull off what I'm doing because this looks very easy on the outside, but in the in the background, there's so many things that need to come together, especially when you have uh, 26 people that you're dealing with on a on a day to day basis. Right. That that if this was a being, you know, I I couldn't possibly stick around for just the the monetary uh, side of it, right? And so, and and luckily, everyone else on the team also agrees, right? And we're all about providing value, and so we have just constantly. Almost averaging weekly now, we come up with a promo card that uh, that people are just everyone's just really getting getting in in into and they love it and they're retweeting it and they're so excited about it and they're they're characters that they know right so they're either in the crypto scene or they're in the general uh, uh, population of of um, celebrities right yeah and so sure. there's a connection there there's a special connection with maybe maybe some of the uh, the crypto personalities that they know and they love, or maybe they really hate those guys too, right? But they, and they love that we take it out on them too, because we really yeah. beat them. You know, there are a couple cards that if, if you pulled up in the gallery there, you could, you could quickly scan in. And hopefully you would see some, some of the stories built into those cards, right? The backgrounds and some of the different uh, shenanigans that some of these guys have pulled. Right. We've really tried right. to immortalize them um, in these cards. No, for sure, for sure. And, you know, it, it sounds like you are really passionate about it, which which makes it even more interesting. It makes it more exciting. So it's like going back a little bit when we were talking about monetary versus passion. You know, when you think about getting excited over money, that's usually only temporary. And, yeah. it's it, you know, because money fluctuates, right? You have it, you spend it, now you don't have it. So, Money fluctuates, so that's that's a constant roller coaster of emotion, of excitement, and then down, you know, downer, and then upper and downer. But when you're dealing with something that's passion that you're passionate about, 
and that as your passion drives you further forward, that's becoming your fuel to fuel that excitement. So I, I think those two kind of go hand in hand in, in that regard. And right. you sound really excited and passionate about this. So that in tune tells me this is going to be something that's going to be a pretty amazing thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. And I'm even more excited to dig into what you've already done. You know, you know, one of the, the other things that needs to be mentioned is just the camaraderie with the team, right? Because if I was just doing this by myself, um, you know, there's, it, 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 wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as fun, right? So we've got other guys that are, are Garbage Pill Kid fans involved. Uh, we have um, some well-known people in the WAX uh, community that are, that are um, directly tied to this project. And it's such a joy whenever one of the artists puts out a new card and we're going, what do you guys think about this? And they're going, this is absolutely hysterical. And the first thing that comes to my mind is I cannot wait to get this out to the public, right? But what ends up happening is you kind of have to stagger the releases, right? So once a week, maybe we, we reveal two new cards going all the way into our launch, which is going to be uh, right now in mid-December. Uh, that's the plan. And uh, so that, that kind of is just extra special, right? So yeah, you got all these other things that you got to do related to a business, you know, that, that isn't so fun. But when you start looking at the art and start talking about the concepts and the names too, because that's another special thing that we adopted from Garbage Pail Kids were the, were the funny names, right? And so when you add those to the art, it just really, uh, uh, you know, it makes it extra special, right? So, um, but but yeah, I'm sure you guys probably want to talk about wax a little bit. And I imagine that uh, it may be a little foreign uh, to you guys. Yeah. So I mean, right. yeah, the professors <laughs> definitely actually, uh, got some questions kind of on wax. I'm curious if you managed to get blocked by William Shatner for your uh, William Shatner face card. Because I mean, <laughs> he, he went on that spree where he managed to block about everybody in crypto. And we asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast. And we got some like pre-made bit.ly link about how William Shatner doesn't do podcasts or some shit. I don't know. It was kind of funny. And if you ask me yeah, again, you know, I'll block you. Really <laughs> just to say I don't do podcasts, which was kind of hilarious, but whatever. <laughs> well, well, he had a few words to say about his card, right? Because we, we created a, a William Shatfaced, uh, and then the uh, the variant is Bar Trek, right? So every piece mm -hmm. of art gets two different names. And uh, yeah, he didn't really care for his card so much, and neither did his followers, but um, word has it that he had some other conversations with some of our guys behind the scenes and basically he wasn't really as offended as he led on to believe, you know, and it's, it's more of just, uh, I don't really want to, uh, put words in his mouth, but I don't think he was nearly as upset as he led on to believe on his Twitter. So yeah, exactly. Right. Sure, and so, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not too into the whole negative marketing thing. That's not something that I ever really liked so much. But I would be lying if I said that that didn't uh, bring in a whole new group of uh, people that were that didn't know what we were doing and were were interested and in, looked at some of the other art and thought, wow, this is really outstanding stuff, right? So um, I would love to dig into some of the art, but maybe maybe we should talk about wax a little bit first. Or the, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, we're gonna get into. You just mentioned the 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 names of the cards, and so that was just fresh on my mind there. But right, uh, no, wax right. is something that I, I really want to get into because, like I said, I've actually not not only crypto twerps, but I've actually got two other places or or people in in one case that are 
wanting to send me an asset on wax and I still have yet to set up my wax wallet because I'm right terribly right. behind on everything. So I'm, I'm hoping to get into that. Talk to you a little bit about what sure. the deal is with wax, what its benefits yeah. are. I mean, cause there's, there's obviously a lot of NFT minting platforms. There's a lot of blockchains. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of interested in hearing what's, what sets wax apart and why you guys chose to use that for your project. Sure. Sure. So, so first let me, let me tell you that I'm, I'm what I guess you could say a decentralization maximalist. And so based on, and you know, I guess that fits well in with the Ethereum ethos, right? But, and, and I will say that going with wax, <laughs> this is a hell of a way to start the conversation with the, with the things that I don't like about it, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's somewhere. yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it borrows a lot of the core code from EOS, which I have to say 2016 to 2020 you know, didn't really get me off the fence, right? I was just sort of like, yeah, we'll see where this goes. But, but Wax is, uh, I don't want to say a, a fork. I don't, I don't think technically that's the term, but it is basically, it, it shares a lot of the same core components of the EOS chain. And it is a separate uh, blockchain, a public blockchain. And the reason that we went with it was primarily due to the fact that the, the onboarding experience was super slick. And there's a caveat there, and that is that the wallet they use is a custodial wallet, right? So let's just get that out there in the open right now, and you don't own your own private key. But what's cool and what was interesting was they used that sort of as the entry point on which if you wanted to go uh, completely trustless and have your own, uh, you know, have your own wallet uh, and, and, and have your key, your own key and, and all that business, you could do that but it takes a little bit more work. Sort of like, uh, you know, it's easy to set up a MetaMask wallet, but now if you want to uh, add the extra security, you would go with like a hardware wallet, right? So it's similar uh, in that way. But what really stood out for me and above that, including that was sort of the fact that Tops and my beloved garbage pail kids had decided to go in that direction. And so they had kind of laid down a path on which we could say, yes, we could actually see how, how we could follow down this route and, and we could actually get this, get this going, right? And so they had actually shown that, that packs had been programmed on the blockchain and that doing a little bit more digging, I found that it may, have, may be a little bit cheaper to go that route as well. So a lot of different things uh, went into that decision. Now, you know, it's pretty obvious that, that all the people are on Ethereum, right? Are all on these these platforms, OpenSea and, and Rarible and and Known Origin, and all these different NFT uh, marketplaces, and and that would be great. But we just could execute this project on there, and so we had to kind of like go with another blockchain that, yeah, maybe wasn't really as it, it didn't have that recognizable name. But uh, I'll tell you something: there are a lot of people in our Telegram group that are new to Wax. And they're very, very curious about it. And they also have set up their wax wallets for the first time. And so it, it's cool to see that we've been able to kind of bridge over, uh, especially with the gas wars, right? Uh, the Ethereum gas wars of 2020, right? And so uh, that's the other, the other uh, benefit too, is that um, you, know, you don't have to pay any, uh, any, any fee to, to transfer cards, right? Or buy them or sell them or anything like that, right? So that's a that's an easy an easy uh, uh, plus in that category. So I think I've done a pretty decent job of going over the pros and the cons. Um, like I said, you know, we 
with with tops kind of following this uh model they've done several releases um you know some of them haven't done so so hot and maybe not nearly as hot as is uh series one did but it just shows to show you that that model actually does work right and so when digging a little bit deeper and in connecting up with some developer talent and stuff we realized that yeah this is the right way to do it and the timing actually is is best right now as well right so we fully expect that next year these are going to be just everywhere in the big the big uh, dogs are going to get in on them too right we're starting to see atari uh capcom get involved um there's some interest with marvel and dc and different on some different blockchains you've got the you've got nba you know what else is coming uh, there's dr seuss right uh so it's just we're we're in the process of, op of opening the floodgates right now still and I know that for a lot of us, it looks like they're already wide open, but but they're not. I mean, these guys are are coming. They are going to come. It's kind of so. like it's kind of like digital remakes, but with a twist. Yes, that's cool. Yes, yeah. yeah and, and, and to take it a step further, you know, now you're starting to see cool things like unlockable content. So you buy an NFT, and then you get access to this unlockable content, which might be perfect for something like like uh, comic books. Uh, little things. Oh, like for that, sure, right? for sure. The the hidden things, you know, that people don't see unless yeah. you unless you actually own the comic book and can see, you know, the hidden gems. That's kind of an idea. Yep. You know, make yeah. it make it browsable by your user base. But if they own it, they get to unlock certain things. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The the utility the utility is coming, and we're starting to see uh, it with gaming. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blancos, but Blancos just. You know, they, they did their little uh, initial sale, uh, their beta sale, and that game looks really, really cool. And, and again, uh, in the interest of transparency, not a huge fan of EOS, but, you know, you can't deny really that uh, they've got some interesting things going on and some big players have decided to uh, throw their hat in that direction. And so, um, you know, it's 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 really been interesting to see because from, like I said, 2016 to 2020 only been focused on Ethereum projects, but, but now you see things like, you know, NBA, right. NBA on uh, with, uh, with Dapper labs on the flow blockchain. So um, yeah, we're just getting started. And uh, like I said, the utility, the utility is coming in as much as I would have liked to uh, integrate some kind of a game into it. Um, I think that probably would have been over my head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a developer and, um, you know, just getting a development, development, a developer team together to do our website was a feat in and of itself. And, and you have to kind of know, uh, you know, your strength and strengths and weaknesses and know that as much as people would have liked to us to build in more value and to integrate a game into it, I really feel like going in that direction would have been, a little over my head at this point. So, but the future's wide open, right? So if we do well on series zero, then we can talk about what's gonna happen for series one. And, and series zero, I mean, it was called series zero just for that, that exact name. It's more of like an experiment just to see, you know, is this something that people want? Are people resonating with this art? You know, you've got Elon, you've got all kinds of different, uh, you know, we got Tom Brady, we've got, you know, if you're seeing on the gallery there, a lot of different personalities, right? And, and, and it's, it is sort of like low hanging fruit for us, right? It's very easy to make fun of these guys. 
right? And so it's easy to get a laugh. We're here for laughs, you know, and I, you know, I think that we're, we're doing that very, very well right now, especially in our Telegram and our Twitter. People are resonating with that. So when do you see, when do you see the gas fees on Ethereum getting a little bit lower? Well, you see that actually, coming anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you see it kind of coming in and out, right? So, you know, we, got, we have a little collaboration with OpenSea uh, going on right now, which is a little time to plug that there. We got a banner on their homepage. And when I go to mint new cards on there, we have a couple exclusives on there. One is a uh, Dennis Rodman and a Kim Jong-un uh, a combo. <laughs> and the other one is a, is a joke to OpenSea itself. That's and an those interesting are both- combination right there. Yeah. It's kind of funny yeah. having just talked yeah. to Hotcoin about Very them sending him over there, sense. right? <laughs> I know, right? It's, it, that is, it's no true. coincidences, man, no coincidences. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one other thing that I've noticed that's happening is, and I forget there's a term for this, too, and that's that when some people have an idea, even if they don't put it out there in the public, right, other people start kind of having this idea, sort of like this collective consciousness thing going on, and all of a sudden, boom, everybody comes out, with the same thing, right? And we kind of experienced that a little bit on the Wax blockchain. It was like, we came out and we're doing like, yeah, Garbage Pail Kids is sort of parody, but now Crypto Twerps is doing parody. And then literally like a couple of weeks later, there were like five or six different parody NFT projects coming up, you know, so. So Matt, we, we each have one more question a piece. Um, my, my last question to you from myself is if you were gonna go to a campfire, would you bring the alcohol or the mm. s'mores? You know what? I've never really been big on alcohol, but I have a hell of a sweet tooth, so I'm going to have to go with it. Yeah, man. My man. There I'm you bringing go. the hot dogs right. and the cheeseburgers and the whiskey. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We got ourselves yeah, a campfire. Exactly. Right. All right. So if you had to describe cool. yourself and your personality in terms of a sound, what sound would best describe it? guys are really putting me on the spot today yeah tough ones animal (laughs) sounds do i have that right what animal sound would i any any sound it doesn't have to be an animal sound just uh whatever sound would describe your personality the most maybe like a maybe like i already got it figured out yeah i I mean i'm sure i could come up with a better answer given a little bit more time but i'm gonna go with a kazoo right now because a kazoo is just absolutely absurd it's all over the place all the time Wait, so you're calling yourself absurd. You know what? No, 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 no. I, I would say you're more I would say you're more like a spring. It would go boing, you know, that bounce. Because you got that bounce in your tongue, you know, that you know, bounce in I, your step. So I use I would, that I word absurd in the wrong <laughs> way, actually. When I say absurd, I just kind of mean hilarious <laughs> and just silly and just kind of yeah, you know, unique and interesting. And, yeah, and, yeah uh, there you but go. yeah, let's go with the kazoo. Uh probably gonna regret that later, but uh, here we go. <laughs> Hey, you know, you might you might decide that that was the best thing you've ever said ever someday in your life. You might live to uh, really find some deep philosophy in that kazoo. I, we'll see. I love that. We'll see. What a great comment to make on that one. Yeah, Matt, this has been a pretty awesome podcast to record. It was definitely a lot of fun. And the, the coolest part is that people can continue to have fun by going to your website, by checking out um, CryptoTwerps.com. Yep. And, and seeing all the artwork there, I was glancing through it, and my favorite's got to be uh-huh. the Justin Sun uh-huh. one with uh, 
with the old man riding him. I love it. Uh, what the hell is that? Warren Buffett. Yep. It looks like Warren, Warren Buffett, Buffett was riding running him over. Stuff. He's running him over with the steam. S T E. Right? That's what it was. And then you've got the yes. then you got the bees yes. coming at him, right? So hive is coming after him, right? If yep. hive, right? Yep. So yeah. uh, different. Yep. No, that's layers it, there. So guys, layers. if you get a chance, go to the cryptotwerps.com, check them out, check out the NFT world and what these guys are creating. Yep. And it's pretty amazing. We should probably specify that that's crypto twerps with a Z, C R Y P T O T W E R P Z. And if you want to get straight to our eye Thank candy you. site, just add a slash gallery at the end of that. And that way you can see all of our cards without uh, going through, you know, the email sign up and all that. Just get a dose of good stuff right oh, there. There you go. I love it. Cool. Awesome. I love it. Right on. Matt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Awesome. This was, again, a lot of fun. And I uh, appreciate your time, sir, and look forward to having another conversation. Oh, I had a great you time. Thank you guys so much for having me tonight. Appreciate it. Most definitely. We'll talk again. Take awesome. care. Yeah, have a great night. Take care, sir. Peace. Okay, I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> Are you good? There, there should be a leave meeting Maybe. button uh, at the bottom right or in meeting if you're on a computer. Otherwise, it's I think at the top. I got right it. I got it. You know, I do these things all Sweet. the time, and I still, I still mess. Yeah, me too. I, I do, <laughs> do like 500 times, and I still have to look for the buttons once in a while. <laughs> We're on the right page. Thank you, guys. Care, exactly. Yes, thank sir. you, man. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, that was a yeah. Lot it was, of fun. I kind of had. What is your professor saying? Nineteen, you want me pop? It's out. Shit. Give me a coat. <laughs> I'll have one. We're fucked. I had to run inside and take a piss and collect water because I didn't bring water or any sort of a drink for this podcast. So, <laughs> but hey, I made it. Yeah. I made it. I survived. You got my back and kept us rolling. So, oh, yeah. This was a fun one. I, I, I like this guy's energy. It was off oh, yeah. the hook. And, you know, you could just feel the, the passion just flowing. And so that was, that's what made it really fun and unique. I, I, I love it when we have guests that are just like on fire with what they're doing because it, it reconnects and, and rekindles that fire in us for why yeah, we do this. that excitement. It feels good. Yes. Yes. It did feel and, really and, good. And I felt good like looking through the gallery of the twerps. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're sitting there like, is that okay? And then you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm laughing anyway. Cause it's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's great. Oh, it. All right, guys, we hope you had fun listening to the podcast tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Always look forward to talking to you guys and talking to new guests on a regular basis. And we are looking forward to 2021 as it comes in. This is going to be an insane year. Take care, Pete. Take it easy. Peace.